Clarence Caldwell's True Life Academy helps intelligent, ambitious people achieve and accomplish amazing things for the purpose of living the life they've always dreamed of. We will show you how to tap into the gifts that we all have been given. True Life Academy gives you the best possible chance of living a life full of wealth, health, love, and personal power. As a certified coach, mediator, speaker, and trainer, Clarence has the skills needed to guide you to the most amazing life you can imagine for yourself, focusing on your relationships, finances, health, and career. So join the Academy and be awakened to your true life, the life you dream of, the life that fulfills your purpose, yes, the life you were intended to live. True Life Academy starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome and good morning. Good morning to you because it is morning here at True Life. We are True Life Academy. We are waking up, waking up to our true life. And uh, so I say good morning to you. I'm Clarence Caldwell, your host, your coach, mentor, founder of True Life Academy. And I am here to help you any way I possibly can because I believe that we all want more in life. And, uh, you know, we can have more in life. So that's why I'm here, to help you achieve that. And I certainly want that for my life, and I know you want it for yours as well. So that's my purpose, and that's why I'm here. So how did you live your life this past week? Were you living the three things that we always talk about? Were you living a life full of thankfulness, gratitude, living with that attitude of gratitude. I mean, really being thankful in everything. Uh, when you live like that, just uh, the, the universe of abundance opens itself up to you. So I encourage you to continue living your life in gratitude. Secondly, have you been able to give? Give of your time, give money to those who need it when you can. Uh, be of service to someone else. Give when you can. The gift of giving never stops. And then, of course, because we have this power of choice, choose, but before you choose, love. Love first, then choose. So if you've lived your life that way this week, I know you had a fantastic week and you've made a fantastic week for many other people. So I want to thank you for that and thank you for joining us here. Uh, we have a guest tonight that uh, I think uh, will really, really enlighten you on how to live uh, a life full of gratitude simply because uh, there are challenges that we face in our lives. And, and when you see other people going through challenges also, and they come out the other end thankful and full of gratitude, uh, there's something to be learned there. So we're going to uh, visit with um, Eve Dion. Eve is a lecturer, motivator, and highly sought after speaker. Eve is, is uh, showing the world what it truly means to be about that life. Uh, Eve is an overcomer with a triumphant story uh, that has helped men and women around the world to reach their goals and to look beyond their past into their purpose. Uh, Eve is, Eve is a uh, writer, a spokeswoman who has spent the last several years 
quietly serving in churches, outreach campaigns, and, and health initiatives while mentoring young girls and women and helping them to overcome some of life's most daunting and painful challenges. Uh, I could say a whole lot more about Eve and her association with the American Heart Association and, and other things, but I'm going to let her do that uh, because I can take a long time just going through everything that she's been about. And we're going to learn more about uh, being about that life. So, Eve, if you're with me, say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. Hey, glad to have you with us tonight. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking the time and being with us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's let's talk about uh, who Eve is, uh, so that people get an understanding of of why you do what you do, and who you are, and what it is that you do. Oh wow, we don't have enough time, but <laughs> we can try. Um, I'll keep, you, I'll, keep, I'll keep you on track and I'll keep us moving. I'll keep me on track. I need that. This okay. is true, true life. <laughs> um, Eve Dion is a woman who has evolved into someone that is just really thankful. And because of that gratitude, um, I feel like it's my life's purpose to help other people. Um, I have gone through a lot in my life. And, you know, there used to be a time where I used to say, God, can you please spread your hustle? Like, <laughs> does everything need to come my way? And, you know, I realized that at some point that I was able to go through the things that I went through because I was strong enough, A, to go through it. And secondly, because I would need to be able to help someone else. And I feel that that is my life's purpose, to help people to be better. I mean, we none of us are perfect, but we can live in our higher selves and be better people. And, you know, if you can, you know, become better by listening to some of my experiences and, and me allowing you to somewhat navigate through some of life's challenges and circumstances, then that's, that's, that's well worth it. Yeah, so uh, when we're going to talk about uh, be about that life, maybe a little bit later. So I'm gonna I'm gonna set that aside, and I'm gonna just go and focus on on some of your some of your journey. Um, yeah. Where are you Where are you from, and and uh, how did how how did life unfold for you? Wow, I am originally from Motown, Detroit, Michigan, and um, growing up in Detroit. <laughs> pretty much sets you up for being able to live anywhere in the world. <laughs> um, Detroit is a very um, interesting and diverse place. Everyone thinks that, oh, my God, you know, Detroit, it's, it's, it's horrible. But, you know, there's a lot of culture in Detroit. I mean, the Underground Railroad ended in Detroit. I mean, it's literally across the bridge from another country, Canada. So, you know, there's a port there and it's just rich in culture, diversity. Um, and it helped to shape and form me to who I was when I was younger. Um, I was so enthralled in modern dance. I thought that I would be an Alvin Ailey dancer. And I mean, from the time I was like, I don't know, seven to 16. Hmm. That's all I wanted to do. That's all I thought I wanted to do. And then I got the acting and the modeling bug. And 
I remember some people that were, you know, a little bit older than me would remember Kim Weston and Motown. In the summer, she had a program called Festival of the Arts. And because, you know, Kim was affiliated with Motown, she sang the song with Marvin Gaye, It Takes Two, Baby, whoever remembers that. <laughs> and she knew a lot of famous people. So people would come all the time to support the arts and to support the youth. And one day I met Ozzie Davis. Of course, I didn't know who he was. I was 14. <laughs> you have to be real but, old school to know Ozzy Davis. <laughs> or follow Spike Lee's movies. But exactly. I met Ozzy Davis, and he basically told me that I was a natural and to carry on and prosper. Mm. And I didn't know who Ozzy Davis was, but I knew he was someone important. <laughs> and so it just blew my mind later on in life when I found out who he was. But it wasn't just Ozzy Davis. It was just different people who deposited in my life in spite of, you know, being raped, in spite of choosing a, a lifestyle that, you know, was a challenge. Um, in my early 20s, mm -hmm. um, I was an adult entertainer and that worked out real well. <laughs> mm. um, <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> what I did was, though. I acted. I took my acting skills and I performed, and that's the only way that I was able to survive that. But as a result of that and me not glorifying it, it really affected my self-esteem and who I was as a person and the type of relationships that I got involved in. And it really helped to um, put me in a position to cry out really to cry out to God. And that kind of like put me on a spiritual path and that spiritual path put me on a conscious path and that conscious path put me in a position to just want more out of my life. Even in the lowest ebbs of my life, I always saw myself better. And, you know, I, I wound up being a single parent and through that, it just made me work harder through my experiences. It just made me work harder. And I wound up from doing that. I wound up being an actress, um, improv, sketch comedy, classically trained, Second City Theater. And then I wound up being a stand up comedian yeah. <laughs> and from being a stand up comedian. <laughs> I wound up being a minister. So oh my, my life has been very, very colorful. But through all of those experiences, it brings me to today and um, being a writer and um, just helping people to be better. Wow. That is quite a path. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and along the way, I mean, obviously you've learned so much in, in along the way in everything that that's happened and everything that you've done, the good and the bad. And I'm sure it's taught you a lot, uh, but certainly to survive it all. I mean, that's one thing you didn't really say, but as you were talking about going down that path, there was this sense of, of danger in my mind about, okay, if she's done this, she's been in some pretty precarious situations, I'm sure. And, oh and, God. And so the, this, this, the survival of that is, is worth mentioning. And, and we've got like a minute before the break, but can you say much about that? 
It absolutely. I mean, I acts. I I absolutely was you know taken into some really dark places, but. Through all of those situations, I always felt protected. I always felt like I had angels around me. I always knew that even though I was in that position, it wasn't my purpose and it wasn't my future. And that it was it was that that helped me to navigate through that. And it was that seeing other people that I admired and seeing other people that were mentors to me, whether they knew it informally or not, those people in those situations and that mindset was what helped me. And, and, and that's how I was able to carry through, through those situations. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. We're going to join Eve right after the break. I'm just a lot more to share. Thanks. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central, Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips to advice and hard lessons learned these pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you your business and others so join us for paying it forward with josephine jirasi wednesday mornings at 10 a.m 9 a.m central on doginet.com is there more living for you to do yes start living inspired be here for living inspired with trisha goyer Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep at the topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R, dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on DougieNet.com. Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We're here with Eve Dion, and she was taking us through her journey through life to uh, to get to where she is today, which is really identifying, understanding, and living out what she believes her purpose to be. And, and I'm glad you went there, Eve, because that is so key to us living the fulfilled life, the, the amazing life that's available to us. We chase things so often 
and thinking that will give us this uh, this fulfillment. But it's only when we get connected to our purpose where the fulfillment really starts to flourish. And and so I'm wondering if that was helpful in your survival through all of the trials that you went through. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've always been a spiritual person. And I don't know, I just, it seems like I've always just been connected through like the prayers of my grandmother and just people that were like spiritual icons in my life, my aunts and different people. I never considered myself like a religious person or a perfect person or, you know, anything like that. But I always had, you know, matriarchs in my life that planted seeds in my life that you know, I never knew would actually germinate and and grow and actually develop in my life. But I'm thankful for that. But I always knew that I had a greater purpose. And, and, And the crazy thing is that how I knew I had a greater purpose, because no matter where I was in life, I mean, I always was able to reach people. I mean, that never changed. I mean, from, you know, being in the darkest club, Somehow I wound up being the leader, you know, (laughs) no matter where I was in the comedy club, people always looked to me and, Mm. and, and it just made me say there has to be more to my life than, than what it is that I'm doing. And I just kind of like went on this path to figure it out, but you know, I had to go back before I can go forward. So I had to humble myself and and really write down my goals, long-term and short-term goals, and figure out what and how on earth I was going to be able to make myself better. I knew that I didn't like the person that I was, but I knew that I could be better because I seen people transform. So I knew it was possible. So as, as, as our listeners hear about how you you stuck with it and started writing down goals is is that um, something you would recommend or how do you go about doing that? I definitely recommend that. I um, I definitely recommend writing down goals, and I am a person that I create vision boards every January, mm-hmm. and some of the things on the vision board may seem ridiculous, but you know I. I agree with Oprah when she said that, you know, God can dream a bigger dream than you can ever dream for yourself. So I put things down there that are to some people ridiculous. And I also put things on there that are attainable with hard work. So I definitely suggest writing down long-term goals and short-term goals and to put together a vision board to actually visualize where you want to see yourself and to actually meditate on that every single day. And you are who you think you are and you become who you say you want to become and aligning yourself with the right people and getting yourself in right situations will help you to be whoever you say you want to be and and whoever you believe you are. Ah, there's that word, believe. So yeah. so as you say these things, as you think these things, you are actually managing or updating or reprogramming your beliefs. Is that true? Absolutely. I tell you what, in 2012, I put together a vision board and I had 23 things on that vision board. By November of 2012, I had already crossed off 12 of those things. 
And one of them was so, it was like I lost a Saworski crystal ring. And what I did was I went on the Saworski crystal website and I, and I, I copied, uh, I printed a, a picture of that ring that I lost. And it was like about four months later, I was cleaning out my closet and the ring fell out. I mean, that's just one of the things. But there's nothing lost in the spirit. So when you put things in the universe, there's a law that, you know, as a man, so he's going to reap, you know. So I consciously sold things that I wanted and, and I got them back. And, you know, you can't put positivity out there and you can't put dreams and goals out there and work towards them and not expect something to happen when you believe in a reciprocity universe. Yes, that's very interesting. You know, it's it's uh, you you quoted, I believe that's a quote from the Bible. The so as a man soweth, so shall he reap. Uh, yes, that it, that just says the, you know, it stands the test of time. Uh, that it's been said so many different ways, but it's it comes down to the same thing. Uh, that if you know, and what I'm saying here in 2014 is what you fill your mind with, you fill your life with. It's really the same thing, and that is about really setting up your beliefs and your your thoughts to be whatever it is you want it to be, and yes. then that's what you will attract to yourself. So it's Absolutely. it's it's amazing that everybody I talk to who gets it, like you are right now, are saying it, and they say it in different ways, but you say the same thing. So it's, uh, thank you for adding that to us. You know, I have absolutely no reason to be successful. Absolutely none other than the fact that I will success in my life. Mm. I mean, all the things that I've experienced in my life set me on a trajectory for failure. But because I believe who I am, I believe that I have a higher purpose. I believe that when I walk into my purpose, there are people actually waiting in the balance for me to become who I'm supposed to be because somehow who I am is connected to them and their lives and their purpose. And because I believe that, it helps and propels me to push forward and to go deeper regardless to how I feel about myself. When I didn't feel good about my self-worth and my self-image, I believed, I believed, I believed that I would love myself. I believe that I was better than what I thought I was. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I start believing it and it became, it became who I am. Mm -hmm. Wow. Pretty powerful. <laughs> Pretty powerful. But you, yeah. you, you have to um, connect with who you really are so that that belief becomes that powerful. And it sounds like that's, that's where you started really understanding who you were and what your purpose was and then really building your beliefs around around that and everything that comes with it. You know, um, Clarence, around 13 years ago, I had a very humbling experience. You know, I had changed my life for the better. I was working for one of the big three tax firms. And, you know, I'm going to school at the time. You know, I had two small children and I was doing, I was um, at Second City Theater doing a little um, TV show. I was like an understudy. It was called Switch Play TV in Michigan. It was like maybe, I don't know, almost a million viewers in Michigan and Canada. And I'm like, wow, I'm really doing something. And, you know, I'm working towards my purpose. 
until one day I was coming home from work and I couldn't pick my legs up. They felt like tree trunks. And I'm like, what's going on with me? And I was having problems breathing. And I, I rushed myself to the hospital, which I don't recommend, but the hospital was less than a mile from the office that I worked at. And, you know, this, this, this hospital had a lot of addicts and, you know, they were kind of treating me like I was an addict because how fast my heart was beating. Mm. I remember them giving me an aspirin, but for whatever reason, I'm like, I'm not going to stay here. So I snuck and I left and I said I would go see my, my doctor. Well, a couple of days later, I found myself like for, I don't know, six hours taking aspirins. And at one point, I felt like a mosquito bit me on my leg. And then it went up my, my left leg and then it went into my jaw. I was like 29 years old and my girlfriend rushed me to emergency and I was having a heart attack. And oh. that was a pivotal point in my life. Mm -hmm. When I had that heart attack, people were coming to see me in the hospital, my pastor at the time, my mom, my family, and they all sounded like Charlie Brown's teachers. <laughs> they, they were talking, but it all sounded like womp, womp, womp. Because I was having a moment where I was like, my life is getting ready to change. And that's when I was diagnosed with um, heart disease in 2002. Mm. Wow. Wow. What a pivotal moment. What a pivotal yeah. time. And, and from that, um, what, was, what was your, your, I guess, what was the result? What were you thinking about changing or doing different or were you afraid or what, what, what was going through your head at that time? I was, I was, I was terrified, mm. you know, I mean, from what they were telling me, they were telling me all these things that I would never do again. They were telling me that I was going to die. They were telling me I, would you know, never be able to do, you know, walk or, you know, um, have a child, be married. I mean, they, they were telling me all these things that I couldn't do. And I just can't, I, I didn't believe anything that they were saying. And, but it totally changed my life. It totally changed the trajectory of my life. And at that moment, I'm like, I have to do something different. And this is not it. And it was several months later that I decided to move to California. And mm. when I moved to California, I did not bring my, my children. My family kept my children for 10 months until I came down here to find a job and find a place to live. And that was the hardest 10 months of my life. You know, I left a five-year-old and, a, 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 um, you know, like a nine-year-old. And it was, it was, it was, I, I think he was like 11 or 12, but it, it was, it was terrifying, but wow. I knew that it would be okay. And I came out here and worked my butt off. And, um, I told them that I'd do it in a year. I did it in 10 months. And I brought them out here and, you know, they were they were upset and they were mad and they were like, you know, we had to leave our friends. But you know what? Two years later, they were like, Mom, that is the best thing you could have ever done for us. <laughs> that is the best you've ever done. Well, what I'm going to ask you after the break here is is um, to give us some insight and some tips maybe on on uh, what we do, what we should be doing when we hit a crisis moment like you did and. And, uh, you know, it's all different for everyone, of course, but what, what were the key things for you? We'll be right back.
Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded Executive Protection Team. Dr. Sean holds a bachelor's degree in biblical counseling and master's and doctorate degrees in theology and is currently pursuing a doctorate in ministry with a Hebrew worldview focus. Through his counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. Join host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on this radio network. Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hello and welcome back. We're here with Eve Dion, who is telling us about what what it's like to actually hit that point, that crisis point, and then have, uh, I'll just just call it an, an epiphany as opposed to anything else that really turns your life around. Now, some of us never hit that point, uh, but I think what you learn from listening to someone who does get to that point uh, can help you maybe even avoid it. So, Eve, tell us about that turning point in your life. Well, you know, I moved out here, like I said, and um, I didn't move out here by myself. I moved with my uh, ex-husband um, at the time, and he was in the entertainment industry, and, you know, he was, you know, performing, doing TV, and, you know, our marriage was, we, we just weren't friends, and and, 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 and and as a result of that, and as a result of the women ratio in California, <laughs> and and being someone that was a little lackluster as far as um integrity and character um things didn't work out and so that was very devastating if anybody's ever been through a divorce it was like a death and you know 
it was devastating. I, I mean, I went through a depression. I mean, I was like almost in despair, you know, because that was like one of the first times I really like gave of myself completely in a, a relationship with someone. So as a result of that, you know, a lot of black people don't believe in therapy, but, <laughs> you know, I said, I'm going to go to counseling. I'm going to go to therapy. And what I did was I got myself a life coach and that was like a pivotal moment for me um, that really made me take an introspective look at myself as a person. You know, we have our spirits, we have our soul, we have our body. But as far as who I was, my personality, my mind, everything, me, the soul of me was dying. Mm. And so me going to this life coach and therapist they really helped me to believe in myself again and really helped me to pick up the pieces in my life and figure out what what was it that I wanted to do. And because of that, you know, I went back to school. I got my undergraduate degree in human resource management. I started, you know, working for presidents of organizations. Well, I was already working for partners and I started working for presidents of organizations as an executive administrator and really started feeling like this this is this is something that I'm well I'm good at I can do this and you know working in different human resource functions and administrative um, leadership and supervisor functions and you know working for presidents of organizations and it was really working out but you know I still didn't feel complete so in addition to that you know I had to go deeper spiritually and I I didn't know anyone out here and I got connected with a, a ministry. And as a result of me getting connected with that ministry, I began to be a leader there, you know, after being there a little over a year. And I really began to start helping women and helping young people. And that further um, that further gave me confidence in my purpose and, you know, just prayer, just, mm -hmm. you know, prayer and more prayer and more prayer and it just really helped me to get to the next level in my life and get really grounded. Wow. Yes. The, the, there's a couple of things you, you said there that I think is very important. And I want to highlight them a different way so that, that people really catch what you were just saying there. The, the, the issue of prayer, I think, is so important. That, that issue of prayer, you can call it prayer. People call it a lot of different things. But it's really going deep. And connecting to the, the 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 power in the universe, let's call it, because that you know we're, we're just going to strip the names away so we don't offend people when we talk about God or Christ or or anything else. But the the fact remains: when you go into prayer, you are connecting with the deepest part of your core spirit, and it is communicating, if you will, with the larger spirit of the universe that connects and binds us and 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 makes us all one. Uh, and, and so that piece is so important. I'm glad you mentioned prayer because it is so, such an important part of what we need in our lives, however we, we go about it. Uh, the other thing that you said that was very, very important was that you started helping other people. You started helping yes. kids and started helping other women. And that's that piece about giving. When you give of yourself like that, uh, amazing things happen for you. So I, I just wanted to highlight what you were saying there in a different way, but I thank you for bringing those up. 
Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I'm a giver. I mean, my time, my resources, you know, I, I just, I love to give because I believe when you give, you open yourself up to receive more. You become a cistern, you know, and an, another scripture, if I can quote the Bible is, you know, give and it shall be given back unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom with the same measure that you meet shall be met back to you. So I believe that the more I give, the more that I will receive. And so um, I, I enjoy giving and, you know, people, they held me accountable. They're like, wait a minute, you know, we look up to you. So you have to be who you say you are. And so that put me in a position to say, I really have to be better because I have people that are looking up to me to, to much is given, much is required. So it didn't bother me. It just made me say that I have to do better. And, you know, it's, it's, it's helped me. And as a result of me helping people, you know, they've been able to help me, you know, most recently after 10 years of not wanting to do it, I wound up getting a ICD defibrillator. And if you don't know what that is, it is like it's a pacemaker. You know, I'm definitely, you know, under 50. I'm under 45. And, you know, um, because of me having an enlarged heart and having a sister that dropped dead at 16, you know, it was just something that one of my, well, most of my cardiac specialists in my life have always told me that I needed to do. And it was just like really me waiting for A, the devices to get smaller and B, for me to feel in my spirit that the time was right. And um, when I finally did it, like a month ago, you would not believe the people that I helped came to help me when I was unable to help myself, the people that came to see me in the hospital, the people that brought food to my house, the people that, you know, helped take care of me and helped me get my clothes on and just things that we take for granted that I was unable to do. I got it right back. And yes. I was like, wow, I, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> that was another powerful moment. Absolutely. Well, we, we are all here um, to help each other. I mean, you know, nobody does this alone. So uh, recognizing that and just giving from your heart, just as you said, just opens you up for the receiving of it as well. Sometimes it's really hard when you're a giver to accept things from other people. Mm. And, you know, especially me, you know, I've been like this independent person, you know, for a long time. And sometimes it's hard for me to receive help from people, but I'm learning how to receive it. I'm learning how to ask when I need it and, you know, to, to, to be able to receive it because, you know, we all need help from time to time. And, you know, hey, when you deposit into that giving bank account, you should be able to withdraw sometimes. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, you know, the um, the, the issue of, of giving, I mean, there's a, I mean, we could do a whole show on giving and, and I won't take up a lot of time here, but the, the key there, if I can just add on what I heard from you, is that you were not giving uh, to receive anything you were giving out of out of love you were giving out of a different place and that opened you up to receive that was the result but that's not why you were giving so I, I just want to make sure that 
everyone heard the way I heard that that wasn't your intent. Your intent was to give. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. My intent was to give because that's who I am. But there is a divine law of reciprocity. So if you give, you're going to get it back. You may not get it back from the person you gave it to, but you're going to get it back. So it's nothing that I could do. (laughs) It's like a boomerang. And so that's the beauty of giving. Absolutely. Absolutely. There was a quote, and this is this is um, from a Thomas Merton who once wrote, uh, love is our destiny. We do not find the meaning of life by ourselves alone. We find it with others. And yeah. that that is just it just pens the point you're making there. Giving, especially giving with love. Uh, that's really where the meaning of life is. So that's I thought it was appropriate. Absolutely. And and just really understanding that, you know, it's not we're you know, humans, we're selfish. <laughs> it just seems like we're selfish by nature, you know, but to understand that it's not just about you in your right. life. It's about other people. Mm-hmm. It's about I mean, even this planet, you know, um, you know, being more sustainable in how we think it's it's not just about us it's about helping other people and once we get that you know it it will i think it will make you well it will Mm -hmm. help you it will help you mentally it will help you physically it will help you spiritually just to understand that in this vast universe it's not just about us yes the when you were talking earlier about uh, being at a place when you went through your divorce of of almost a place of despair. Um, last week, I did this, this uh, whole show on emotions and how you can take a path to despair or you can take the other path to happiness. And I talked about all the emotions in between. And so it's very difficult to go from that lowest low of despair all the way up to happiness. And, and when we come back from the break, I want you to just say a little bit about the incremental changes it took for you to move up that scale. Because I know you didn't go from complete despair to complete happiness overnight. Of course. Uh, so take us on that journey when we, when we come, uh, come back from the break. Um, uh, also, when we come back from the break, I want to I make sure people know how to get a hold of you, where to find you online, um, some of the other work you're doing. So when we come back with Eve Dion, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about uh, Be About That Life. We're going to talk about her work. We're going to talk about how to reach her and all the good things that she has. We'll be right back. with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach, Clarence Caldwell, returns after this short break. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. 
Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on Toginet.com. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, TrishaGoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Hello, everyone. We're back with Eve Dion, and we are talking about moving up the scale, this emotional scale that we talked about last week from the very bottom, the, the, the deepest part of it, where Eve found herself um, after going through a lot of personal changes. Um, she even used the word that I used last week, and that's the despair. That's that path to despair that takes you down to the lowest levels. Now, the other way is this path to happiness. And when you're at the very top, that's where joy and love and appreciation and empowerment, and all that resides at that upper end. Now, you can't get there overnight. We know that. So, Eve, tell us about the journey of taking those steps out of the, the, the path to despair on your way up to a greater life? Well, first of all, despair is not a vacation that you want to stay at. It is not a great place to be. And, you know, all I could think of was, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. But being in despair... It was just, it's like, even though people are trying to reach out to you, you can't connect to them because it's almost like you like being in your own little space of apathy, but you're right. It wasn't overnight. It was me making a conscious decision that I was going to choose joy. And once I made that conscious decision, I continued to go to therapy And I continued to talk about my emotions and my feelings. And I had to take ownership for the position that I was in. And I had to acknowledge my place in it. And once I acknowledged my place in it, I had to do my work. And that work was, how can I get to the place of joy that I wanted to be in? And I took steps. I looked in the mirror and I did what I needed to do to get there. It wasn't overnight. 
took several months. It took really a couple years before I even felt ready to even date again. But it took several months just for me to get to a place where I said, I like me. I love me. Mm. So that that was a transition. But it definitely takes a person to be transparent with themselves Mm -hmm. and transparent with the people around them enough to say, hey, I'm hurting. I'm going through something. And, you know, just give me a minute and I'm going to get through it. And, you know, let the people that want to support you support you. But most importantly, you have to support yourself. Right. Excellent. That's great. That's great. Because one of the things you mentioned was that there were people who wanted to help you at the time, but you weren't connecting with them. You were at such a lower level than they were. They and they're not going to come down to your level just to to help you. They were trying to bring you up. So you were disconnected from them because you were in a different place. Yeah, I didn't want them to bring me up at the time. I wanted to wallow in self-pity and have a woe is me party. And, you know, people that I know were like, okay, have that. <laughs> <laughs> when you're ready to come from the valley, let us know. <laughs> uh, well, good. Thank you for that. That's great. Uh, while, while we've got a moment, uh, tell people how they can reach you, some of the work you're doing, where they can find you online. Um Tell us about how to connect with Eve. Well, first of all, um, I just, again, thank you for having me. Um, One of the things that I do is um, I'm a blogger. I'm a writer. I am in the process of writing my first book, Heart to Heart, and it's how to navigate through a chronic illness. And I I know that it's going to help a lot of people. Um, You can find me at www.beaboutthatlife.com. And once you get on my website, um, on the main page, you'll see all of my other social media. You'll see my Twitter. You'll see my Facebook. You'll see my Instagram. And so that's just an easy way to get to all my other social media. And um, you'll see my Tumblr and my Tumblr actually has my daily blog on there. So, um, you know, I interview celebrities. My 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 life, my my website is about um, lifestyle, entertainment and inspiration. I mean, you know, there's certain things that, you know, I enjoy, like my guilty pleasures, reality shows. And, you know, I love food. I'm a foodie. I'm a self-proclaimed foodie. You know, I try to eat healthier, but, you know, I like food and I like to experiment with food. So I post about food and, and certainly and most consistently um, I post things that are inspiring and things that will help us every day. I'm also a spokesperson for the American Heart Association Um And um, I actually received the You're the Cure Award for 2013. And I'll be doing other things, yeah, with the American Heart Association. Um, Last year, um, I did the Family Fun Day in um, Inglewood, California with um, KJLH host Tammy Mack. She co-hosted with me. And I'm always doing things with the American Heart Association because I I believe in them. And so um, with my particular diagnosis is called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. And, you know, some people just says it's an enlarged heart, but there's over 200 variants of it. And you can learn more about HCM at www.4hcm.org. And of course, to learn more about the American Heart Association, which promotes education and research, um, you can go to www.heartorg.com. And, um, you know, 
I'm on social media. I'm on Twitter every day. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. But I'm really looking forward to getting this book out and being able to help people. Because a lot of times, you know, when you're diagnosed with an illness, you know, you just want to crawl up and not, you know, live. And, you know, one of the things that my website about is about be about that life. It's not like this trendy term that a lot of the young kids are using. No, it's about be about your life. It's about living. It's about doing the things that you enjoy. It's about being your best person. It's about giving. It's about giving back. And it's about just living. It's about being about that life. And, you know, it's not just a website. It's a movement. I believe in it. And um, the people that follow me, they're not called followers. They're called believers because they subscribe to the same kind of mindset. And, um, you know, we're having fun with it. Our website um, has been up for about a year. And, you know, I've gotten a lot of honorable mentions on Twitter, you know, from different people. And it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, that's great. um, That's great. I actually visited the site and I was I was uh, very uh, very entertained by you know even the the pictures uh, that you have of different celebrities that that you've met and and hung out with and and interviewed and uh, and I think it's it's sending the right message around uh, around the I guess this other layer of of personalities that exist out there we we see them in one light but you're shining yeah. yet another light on it and I think that's very important. I'm a very transparent person. I've always, you know, like I said, I, 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 I've dabbled in comedy and improv. I was married to a comedic actor and, um, I manage a comedian. Um, he's a Iranian urban comedian. His name is Sherwin Array and that's S H E R W I N last name, A R um, A E. And you can find him um, on Twitter at Sherwin Array. And I think he's like one of the brightest up and coming comics out there. He's very talented. And I still consult with, you know, other comedians that, you know, are on TV doing sitcoms and, you know, different people. And I'm still like kind of loosely involved in the entertainment world, but that stuff is not my zhuzh. It doesn't get me. I'm not enamored by celebrities or anything like that. I just, you know, what I do is to help people, you know, God's given me a gift to write. And sometimes I help write and, you know, sometimes I'm just there to support. So you know, I, I enjoy that and I love to laugh. So I'm all for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Well, you know that that um, it's actually a gift that you have to connect with people um, and being able to connect with whomever it is and, and uh, using that to connect with some of the celebrities. You should you definitely leverage that to get your message out as well. Yeah. And, you know, it's been great. You know, um, I have some hosting gigs coming up and they'll be on my um, my blog and you'll you'll see about that um, a SB event coming up um, next month in May and speaking engagements. And so you can find all that stuff out at beaboutthatlife.com and then just click blog at the bottom and um, you'll find, you know, where's Eve and, you know, what I'm doing and um, just being about that life. <laughs> All right, super. Okay, in the very short time we have left, give give us a one minute. If you were to give us advice, let's call it, uh, or counseling or coaching, what would be the one or two things you would have us do uh, to to be about our life? Lead an honest lifestyle, and that starts off with being honest with yourself. 
And once you're honest with yourself, it, it nothing else matters. You know, spend time in meditation and prayer. Now, there are two different things. Meditating is just really taking time out to quiet the world down. You know, you could do it with, you know, music in the background or complete silence. But just to take that time to be into yourself and to pray to whatever your higher source is. We have one God, whatever you call him, Jesus, Muhammad, whoever you call him. Connect with that source and help people be a giver, whatever it is, you'll see that it'll come back to you in more ways than you could have ever imagined and write goals. You know, they can be short term goals and long term goals. But if you want to see change in your life, you have to first believe it and then you have to visualize it and then you have to confess it. Wow. Very good. Thank you, Eve. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I mean, this has been uh, it, it's been a really fast hour and it's because you have so much great information to share with us. And I really, really appreciate you. I appreciate what you've shared with us tonight. And thank you for joining with it joining my us. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So everyone, you know how to reach Eve, uh, be about that dot com and uh you can find out more about her. Uh, go to toginet.com and you'll see the, the article I've written that, uh, that has her bio in there. And uh, so before we leave, as always, I will speak to you next week. But before we leave tonight, I want to leave you again with the three things that uh, will help you live an amazing life. And that is, first of all, be thankful in everything that you have, everything you do, everything that you're able to do. Give from your heart. Always give and give when you can. Whether it's time, whether it's money, be in a service of others. You've heard how it helps other people. Give when you can. And then, of course, lastly, but not least, you have this power of choice. You can choose and you choose every day. Millions of times a day you're making choices. But before you choose, go to that higher power, which is love. Love first and then choose. If you do that, I can guarantee you're going to have an amazing week, an amazing life. I look forward to talking to you again next week. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us on today's True Life Academy. Certified coach, trainer, and motivational speaker, Clarence Caldwell, returns next week at this same time to share his keys to success to help you achieve the life you dream of. Yes, the life you were intended.